Uh, hear the word, from, uh, the word of God from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. This reading comes from the New Revised Standard Version. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to the sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Jonah, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes, cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jeff. ready for this? <laughs> you ready for this? Happy Holy Humor Sunday, ladies and gents, on this day that is filled with such great merriment. You have heard some jokes, some ho-hum, some grand, and now we will turn to the sermon at hand. Sigh, you might say. Here's where the fun ends. Take Time to take out my phone and play some words with friends. Well, before you do, hear this. There is more humor to be found in Luke 24. You may not have known it contains quite a laugh in the form of a foolish, nonsensical gaffe. But the joke is on us, for as it turns out, God has a great funny bone to that. There is no doubt. So come, let us go to a land far away long ago on the first Holy Humor Sunday. The first folks we meet is a group of women. We walk up and introduce ourselves to them. The first one we know, it's Mary Magdalene, the one that the public despised for her sin. But Jesus met her. Her world turned upside down. She changed for the better, turned her life around. There was Joanna. We know less of her, but we do know her husband's wicked employer. Joanna's husband worked for Herod the king, the villainous man known for his evil doing. And then Luke says, there were other women, women we'd heard of from Luke way back when. In Luke 8 verse 2, we first see these women healed from their harmful demon possession. See, all of these women had stories to tell of how Jesus healed them and helped them be well. Jesus had given them hope and new life, resurrected them all, freed them from their strife. And now we meet them in the wake of some news that makes them elated and somewhat confused. We can't believe it, Mary Magdalene says. We can't believe what the angel just said. This Jesus, 
just days ago was buried here in this tomb where his body was carried. We've heard he's alive, that he's no longer dead. That is exactly what the angel just said. They wanted others to know, but who'd believe him? They knew that their culture didn't listen to women. So they decided to tell the disciples, surely they would listen, fellow Jesus people. We followed them quickly, not a second misspent. Into the heart of the city, we went. They came to a house, found the door to be locked. Joanna stepped up to the door and she knocked. Who is this? One whispered from the other side. Joanna and others, can we come inside? It's the women, they said. Then we heard quite a scuffle like furniture and dishes and glasses being shuffled. We stood on the outside and heard, hurry up. The women are here. It's time to clean up. The door then unlocked and went right into the disciples' man cave where they were hiding. There were boxes of pizza and cans everywhere, wrappers and dishes and socks thrown here and there. In the corner were James and John playing foosball, Bartholomew on Xbox playing, playing Madden football, Philip on darts watching ESPN, Jude and Matthew playing cards with Simon. We looked at the women, Mary said with unease, boys, we need your attention. Look up, would you please? They didn't listen. They kept right on playing. Finally, Thomas spoke up. Can't you see we are grieving? In case, you, in case you'd not heard, girls, Jesus is dead. So we're trying to get on our minds off it instead. Joanna stepped up, cleared her voice, and stomped her foot. Listen, you guys. Listen up here real good. We've been to the tomb and two men dressed in white appeared out of nowhere and gave us quite a fright. They said, you are looking for someone not here. This Jesus who was dead has not left from here. He's risen. He's gone and he's gone ahead just like he promised in the way he once said. So we came running to tell you without delay that Jesus is risen. He's risen today. John stopped the foosball. Matthew put down the cards. They stopped with the Xbox. Xbox. Philip put down his darts. They looked at each other. A few seconds passed. They let out a snorting and uproarious laugh. Good one, John said. Oh, you girls are a kick, but I tell you, your sense of humor is sick. For a second there, I'll say you almost had us with your crazy old tale of a risen Jesus. But now's not the time to crack jokes and make fun. Besides, if you're wanting a good joke, here's one. Where, where was Solomon's temple located? In Jerusalem? No. On the side of his head. Mm. Now that's a good joke. James said, and here's one. Who's the Israelites' best comedian? It's Samson, because he once brought the whole house down. They all laughed some more. Some fell on the ground, like that one dude over there. And here's one more. You will just love it. How does Moses make coffee? Give up. He brews it. He brews it. 
They laughed and they laughed, telling joke after joke as the woman stood there at these bumbling blokes. The women weren't laughing. They stood there perplexed. The men were insulting them. And that had them vexed. Finally, Peter stood up and then said to the woman, Look, thanks for the laugh, but your words are nonsense. Then Mary looked at him and measured her words. Peter, my friend, you know what is absurd? It's not being believed when we tell you the truth, when we tell you our stories, when you're being uncouth. We tell you the truth and you think we're pretenders. You don't believe us because of our gender. If you think I'm alone in saying that to you, each woman took turns saying to them, me too. Peter took a deep breath, bowed his head, and he thought of all the times that he got it all wrong. When he thought he could walk on water, then sank. When he thought he'd be faithful to Jesus, then tanked. It was time for him now to stop thinking he knew more than these women. Could their words be true? He said to the women, I'm sorry, I am. And then opening the door, he took off and ran. He sped towards the tomb like lightning he flashed. He ran and he ran with great hurry. He dashed. And then when he got there, he paused and looked inside and he could not believe what he saw with his eyes, strips of old grave clothes lying around, but no trace of body was there to be found. Could it be? Was it true? Were these women correct? That this Jesus, once dead, indeed did resurrect? That's the question we face today in this jovial time, Holy Humor Sunday. According to Luke News of resurrection was beyond the disciples' certain comprehension. They thought that the women were crazy old cranks. They thought they were pulling some foolish prank. But there was a prank. But it was not from the women. It was from God whose last life came in resurrection. When Jesus had died, the devil thought he had won. But God had the punchline when God raised his son. And here's the best part. The greatest good news. Resurrection, brothers and sisters, still happens for me and for you. So that you can have hope in your darkest of hearts. So that you can have peace in a bright, brand new start. So that no matter what has gone wrong in your past, no matter the sins that have left you aghast, no matter what others might think, or might do, no matter what they have said about you. New life has come to this world. So you know what? All of your pain and suffering, they don't have a shot. It's hard to believe. I know it doesn't make sense. The Easter good news seems like utter nonsense. But God's love surprising us with storylines that catch us off guard with some blessed punchlines. Like Mary, an innocent, unwed teen girl who gave birth to hope and brought love to the world. Like Mary Magdalene, who was known for her sin, who found new life in God's grace to begin. 
like the Samaritans and Canaanites, foreigners too, every person who would say, oh yeah, me too. God zags where the world would expect God to zig and surprises us all with a grace that is big. Big enough to fix all the lives that are broken. Big enough to mend all the jabs that are spoken. Big enough to bring new life to death that is choking. Big enough to bring joy with some news that ain't no joking. Christ is risen today. That's the greatest news of all for every broken part of me and you. So go from this place with your drama and tears. Go from this place with your darkness and fears. Go from this place with loneliness and doubt. Go from this place with your life upside down and face your tomorrow. Be joyful and free because this God is with you and the tomb is empty. In the name of the God who created the heavens, redeemed us, sustained us, we all say, Amen.